You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's the Into Tomorrow broadcast for the weekend of Friday, May 21st, 2021, during our 26th year bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech available today and into tomorrow. And the announcer guy said, I'm Dave Graveline, so though I don't sound like me, I am. I am Chris Graveline. You do sound like you, though. Yeah, but who am I, really? Yeah. You know, I, as much reading up lately as I've been doing, uh, and, and you trust me, if you have some sort of malady, you, you really don't want to be hanging out on WebMD or Googling everything. It's, it's just not fun. But by the same token, you want to learn more. So you try to read up more and that I learned that the vocal cord nodules, as I have, a polyp, uh, whatever, usually occur if it's not from um, screaming, like at a sporting event or something where you can do damage, or actual damage to your throat in an accident or something of that nature, then it's most likely caused, get this, by a viral infection. You haven't had any of those, have you? No, 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 no. <laughs> the the Rona, of course, yeah, is a viral infection. And here I was with three or four different doctors now from different things, from pulmonologists to the diabetes doctors to just, you know, these ear, nose, and throat specialists, et cetera, have all been saying it's a post-COVID thing. And I'm saying, oh, come on, you're, you're blaming COVID on everything. I mean, it kind of makes sense, but yeah, no, 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 no. It's a, if you wonder why we can't give you antibiotics, it's not going to help. It's a viral infection. I know. COVID made me fat. You, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. So don't even go there because you can't get a prescription for that. Fine. Whatever happened pizza to your power you walking? Yeah, pizza made you fat and beer and other stuff. But you were power walking and you lost a bunch of poundage. Yeah, but then I found them. Yeah, great. <laughs> In the park that you used to walk in. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. Uh, did I mention that uh, this is Into Tomorrow? We've got some tech news and commentary. And then back to your calls. Next week, we have a big announcement. Is it next week? Two weeks. In two weeks. The what? weekend of June 4th. Okay. You'll, oh. You'll want to stay tuned. Okay. That's the weekend where I have to, after my surgery for the vocal cords, I have to be very, very quiet. Yes. No whispering. I didn't think whispering would be a problem. It's whispering is bad for your vocal cords. Did you know that? I did not until your doctor said it. Yeah. Um, so we have to, I have to be, well, I can't even whisper. I have to be completely silent. Good luck with that, everyone. Well, I have to. It's no, Chris is already making fun of me because he's suggesting I use Band-Aids or gaffer's tape across my mouth. I may have to because I'm tempted to speak all the time. Mm -hmm. Go figure. I'm a talk show host. It's what I do. It's just what I haven't been doing lately for three and a half months because of this voice issue. But it's the weekend of the surgery, so I have to be quiet. But we're doing the show the day before. Right. So you'll hear the show. Hopefully, the last time I'll be sounding like this. And then the next week, 
we have a big announcement, but it's a best of. So you want to tune into the best of, right? I think. The week before. You're all confused. Basically, stay tuned because especially on the weekend of June 4th, you'll want to hear the show. Okay. (laughs) Gosh. I don't know anymore. Um, But we do have some tech news. We do. Colonial Pipeline CEO Joseph Blount has confirmed that his company did, in fact, pay $4.4 million to the hackers responsible for the ransomware attack on the pipeline. Yikes. Uh, Earlier reporting estimated Colonial Pipeline paid a ransom of nearly $5 million, news that was surprising. Not for the amount of money that was paid, but because paying ransoms to cyber criminals is frowned upon by almost every law enforcement agency. And it was probably a surprise to the hackers. Yeah, because they said we didn't get five million. What do you? Yeah. <laughs> we only got four point four million. Who's cheating us? Yeah. Now the situation with Colonial Pipeline was further complicated by the fact that the Colonial Pipeline company itself was responsible for the shutdown. What? Yeah. Oh my God! How'd that happen? Blount uh, tells uh, people that the the operational systems weren't directly impacted. But it shut down the critical energy infrastructure so that it could determine how far hackers reached into its system. Oh, so it didn't. So the, hackers, the, hack, itself, the hack itself did not shut down the pipeline. They the company did. shut the pipeline down so they can figure out how far the hackers got into their system. Which was unfortunately probably the safe thing to do. Yeah, so it was an indirect result of the hack, but not a direct result. Oh my gosh! But I was shocked when I found out that they actually did pay the ransom. Yeah, me too. Because whatever happened to we don't negotiate with terrorists and, yeah. and that sort of thing. I, I mean, I get it. It's a good thing, I guess, in the long run that they did because now they got oil and gas yeah. running through but it now. It's, and but it's now it'll be another reason for gas prices to go up. Oh, of course. Now we've got to repay that $4.4 million that they paid. Yeah, and you think, <laughs> no, we don't. They do. We'll get, well, who's paying them? They set the prices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. What can I say? Uh, Disney added fewer than expected Disney Plus subscribers as their revenue fell short again, adding only 8.7 million Disney Plus subscribers in its fiscal second quarter. And its parks segment logged an operating loss as the company faces an economy trying to emerge from the COVID pandemic. Disney's $15 billion in revenue for the quarter fell short of expectations, and its 103 million streaming subscribers missed estimates. Analysis projected that the company would report almost $16 billion in revenue. They also expected the company to report 109 million streaming subscribers. Instead, it was 103. Still, Disney's direct-to-consumer business delivered revenue of $4 billion, up 59% from the same quarter a year ago. Disney's linear networks unit, which includes, of course, ESPN and the network ABC, was down 4% from a year ago at only $6.7 billion. Oh, only. I feel so sorry for the mouse. Yeah. (laughs) But at least their parts are reopening and have reopened. So as we started telling you uh, last hour, this past week, Google had their big I.O. conference. Of course, this one was virtual, and they say that it'll be back in person next year. Yeah, it wasn't so big then, was it? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, one of the other things they, they announced was they demonstrated this new Project Starline. This uses high-resolution cameras and depth sensors to sort of create a real-time 3D model of a person who is, in a way, sitting across from you to recreate the feeling of having a face-to-face meeting. So, Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. You want to recreate that. And what is that called? Uh, Project Starline. Oh, I'll be sure to jump right on that. Yeah. Google Photos, they announced, will be able to make animated photos from still shots. 
Now, that could be kind of cool. Use two photos to create a moving image. Google is also adding new types of memories, including ones based on visual patterns in your photos. Speaking of photos and doing funny things, uh, what was it that you were showing me the other day that you did when you and Cameron and I went to Yellowstone uh, Park and we were in front of, what is that the Grand Tetons, I guess, I or so, something, yeah. the snow-covered yes. mountains? And it had us doing some funny yeah, song. This, and this, this app I discovered called Avatarify. Avatarify. Yeah, and it's, okay. it's, it's rare that I sit down and I just have an app that I sit and play with for hours. But I was doing this and it was making me uh, LOL with some of the stuff it does. So it'll <laughs> take you know, photos of, uh, with faces and yeah. animate them to different things. You know, I still haven't had anyone like my not only one, but I put that up now, two um, posts on what the heck is it called that I tell people stay uh, off of? Oh, uh, TikTok. Yeah, that. Yeah. So if you want to see the thing we're talking about, I think I put it on TikTok. I know I put the robot uh, in the Hollywood, Florida restaurant that delivered our food the other night. I put that up. I think I put this one up, too. But, yeah, other announcements from Google. They included adding a feature in Google Photos to let you store photos in a password-protected space on your phone. These photos won't appear when you're scrolling in the app. Of course, iOS already had that. Well, Android had it too, but it was a secure folder. Yeah. It's, it sounds like the same thing, but yeah, maybe this is a little easier. Now, why on earth you wouldn't want anyone to see a photo or two or three or well, 20? It could be a photo that you've taken specifically for your significant other. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. What else? <laughs> They've also added a way to change a stored password for a website right from inside Google's password manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you no longer have to actually go to that site to change it. You can change it from within Google. Uh, they're rolling that out gradually to Chrome on Android in the U.S., and it will be widely available in the coming months. Okay. Well, stay tuned because we've got lots more from the Google I.O. conference that happened this week. We'll share with you not only on the air, but we've got a complete listing of all kind of goodies in more detail when you visit us at Into Tomorrow. Speaking of Google, Google and Elon Musk's SpaceX have joined up. They have plans to locate Starlink ground stations in some various Google data centers, saying they aim to deliver reliable, low-latency Internet service with Google Cloud's network. So they got together and had a little marriage, I guess. We also talked about TikTok. They've revamped their safety center and published the Guardian's Guide, a resource that breaks down how the app works and outlines best practices for keeping users safe. It's aimed at parents and caregivers um, and describes features like family pairing, which lets Guardians manage a teen's account, including setting up restrictions on screen time, search, and direct messages. The TikTok Safety Center has also rolled out a lineup of fresh articles about privacy, security, and bullying. The Bullying Prevention Guide is a new resource that TikTok's U.S. Content Advisory Council developed. It offers tips on identifying bullying behavior, ways to prevent harassment on the platform, and where victims can find help. Wow. Well, that's handy. Let's hope it does help some folks. There continue, by the way, to be plenty of job opportunities out there all around the country. Amazon is adding 75,000 hourly logistics and fulfillment positions in North America at an average starting wage of $17 an hour. Of course, you have to have your own little urine bottle, I guess, Uh, along with $1,000 signing bonuses in several of their markets. And it also plans to add 10,000 employees in the U.K. The company's global workforce 
grew by over 500,000 in 2020 and totaled 1.3 million employees as of the end of March. Talk about a huge operation. Nobody comes close to that. Who else has over a million employees? Maybe they ought to start uh, giving their employees all the free uh, adult diapers they can. Yeah, because if uh, the stories that we've all heard, perhaps, about workers in the warehouses that just can't catch a break, literally. Doug in Stevensville, Michigan, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast, and we love you for it, calling in using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Doug. Hi, Dave. Hi, Chris. And hi, Cameron. Dave, just wanted to let you know, glad to hear you're doing better. We don't care what your voice sounds like. (laughs) You have one of the best shows out there, and that is why we always will listen to you. Well, thank you. Dave, I have a conundrum. I tried sending a message today with a photo involved, and it would not send. This is through Hotmail slash Outlook.Live.com. And when I looked into it, I found that my uh, storage is almost full on my account. Wondering, is there a way that I could download the messages to my hard drive so that I could have them forever and then delete them off the system to clean out my mailbox? Hmm. I appreciate your answer. Thanks, Dave. Well, it's our pleasure. First, Doug, thank you for the kind words. Not feeling better quite yet, as you can probably tell by this terrible voice, but getting there. And hopefully uh, the whole surgical fun stuff will solve that problem coming up soon. But you can connect to your account using a POP3 email client using the following settings. And don't worry if you're driving or anyone else listening with a similar issue. We have all these show notes at intotomorrow.com. Just look for the weekend of May 21st, hour two, and there's Doug's call and our specific answers. But you want to do POP3 server name will be outlook.office365.com. Then the POP3 port you want to set for 995. POP3 encryption method will be TLS. And don't worry, again, we'll have all this listed on our site at intotomorrow.com. Now, those settings will allow the email client to download all of your messages and keep a local copy. Once you have that, you can delete the messages on the server and your local copies will be unaffected. It's all there for you. Yeah, but now keep in mind, though, that if you're running out of storage on your Outlook account, you're going to be pulling down at least 15 gigabytes of data, Mm. potentially more if you don't have a free account. Paid accounts can use up as much as 100 gigabytes of data. It's a good chunk of your hard drive to be taken up by stale data, so you may be better off doing some pruning before you download your emails so you don't pull down a lot of spam, old newsletters, offers from stores from years ago, and so forth. Pruning, is that because you're gardening a lot more these days? Pruning. Yes, I, I regularly prune my email box. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. <laughs> Doug, I hope that helped you out. If not, let us know. If it did, also please let us know. Uh, and we'll do a little more digging if we need to, if that doesn't solve the problem for you. Let's all meet, shall we? Please, thank you. I'd appreciate it. At intotomorrow.com. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. 
Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. You're tuned into tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, May 21st. 2021. A little tech tidbit for you. An advertisement for the iPhone. The time is almost always set to 9.41 a.m. That's the time of day that the original iPhone was introduced to the world by Steve Jobs. Is that cool. something you've ever noticed? I, I, I read I read about that, and, and what was funny is I read that they obviously had had rehearsed that whole presentation first, so they knew that it was going to happen at about, about 40 minutes into the presentation. Mm-hmm. So they pre-prepared all the, the slides and everything, so they had the slides prepared. They said they didn't want it to be exactly 940, so they made like 941, I think, was on the time. Yeah. And that was ahead of time, and that hit right on the, the nose when they brought the slide up in the original announcement that it was right on time. Wow. So there you go. For you iPhoneies, a little tidbit for you. Yeah, it's kind of like when the old uh, analog watches that used to always almost always be set to 1010 in advertisements. Oh yeah. Because it looked like a smile. Is that why? When the hands were at 1010 on an analog watch, it looks like a, almost like a smile. Well, see, I always thought that it was because it there was no confusion. It wasn't like, you know, the hour or minute hand was stuck behind something or yeah. looked weird. It was it, next time at next time at 1010, look at an analog clock and you'll see the arms form what look like a smile. See, we have an analog clock, among others, here in the studio. Okay, I'm imagining, because it's not 1010. Right. Um, okay, but that's the... See, how old was I when I learned that? You were today years old. Today years old. A hundred. Pretty wild. If you're tired of wearing the same old, same old mask when you go out, well, why not step up your game with a high-tech mask designed by a music legend? With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Masks have become a part of everyday life for many people, but the plain vanilla N95 can get a bit boring. Don't despair. Honeywell has you covered. Well, at least your face. The company partnered with music superstar Will I Am to create a high-tech face mask. The battery-powered device has dual three-speed fans that force air through replaceable HEPA filters that can block bacteria and particulate pollutants. While the filters can't stop a virus, most airborne viruses are suspended in liquid that the filters can trap. The FDA has issued an emergency youth authorization for the mask as a pandemic source control, though it does not qualify as personal protective equipment, PPE. But there's more to the mask than just disease control. A Qualcomm chipset handles audio streaming for the built-in earbuds with Bluetooth wireless connectivity. And a noise-canceling microphone lets you make calls. And LED lights glow to give you that state-of-the-art look. 
and the battery is still rated to run for seven hours. So now you can look hip without getting or spreading infections. <laughs> for Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alfred. That's my goal in life, to always look hip and not spread an infection. And not break your hip. Correct. <laughs> Fortunately, that hasn't happened. Hey, one day, you never know. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by Dexcom. The future of diabetes management is here. Visit dexcom.com to learn more. When you visit us at intotomorrow.com, hopefully a little red box pops up and asks only for your email address, which we do not share with anyone, and we do not spam you. When you put in your email address, a subsequent email shows up in your box. So wait for that, please. Click the link in that email, and you'll be getting our free once-a-week tech newsletter that, amazingly enough, includes tech news and some other cool stuff. Some thoughts to make you think. We tell you the prizes we're giving away on the show. We tell you the guests that are coming up on the show. We tell you some of the calls that are on the show. Mm-hmm. All kind of neat. Oh, and Beth's tech tip. Yeah, check on and interact with your pets while you're away using your tech. You can also drop in on your kids when they're home alone. Uh, keep an eye. And it's time to digital detox. We tell you how to put six feet between you and your tech. You want to check it out in this week's into Tomorrow Tech Newsletter. Sign up for free, of course, at intotomorrow.com. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Hi there. Welcome back to Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. I'm Cameron Graveline and Chris Graveline in the studio in a Russ Mullen ratio in the control room. Now here's Dave. Thank you, Cameron. Love it. Yes, it was. he's nine now, and that's not current. He was probably four when he did that. Yes, but I love it, and I love playing it. He hates it when I play that. So hopefully he's not listening right now. But he loves it when I play old clips of his cousin, Caitlin, who used to do some kids' tech reports, and she just turned 20. Into tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, she's now 20. See you later. True. He loves when we play those. That's no problem. Oh, yeah, you can make my cousin look bad, but don't make me look bad, according to Cameron. So instead, we'll play the thing that he does like when we play. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. There you go. Because that's a nice thing to say, and he's right. 
And there are very many ways. You, very many ways. Yeah. 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 There are many ways. Very you many can ways you could call in. Participate. participate. Mm-hmm. You could call our Ask Dave hotline eight hundred eight nine nine into. It's eight hundred eight nine nine four six eight six. You can also send a text to that same number. And if you should send a text, we request three things: your bank account information. No, oh, no, no. Your, your social security number and your date of birth. No. Just, just, just give us your name, where you're texting from, and how you listen to the show. There you go. And what number could they text to? But again, we, we prefer to hear you, but we get it. Sometimes, if you're like me and your voice is going bad and, and so forth, you might want to just send a text. What would that number be? 800-899-4686. There you go. It's our regular 800 number, but you can text to it as well. You can hit the red Ask Dave mic on the right side of any browser at intotomorrow.com. Would you pay for the anti-social media Twitter? No, I don't use it now, and it's free. You're not even on it. I get it. But reports say that a forthcoming subscription service from Twitter will be called Twitter Blue. Okay. <laughs> and it'll make you blue because you're paying for the stupid thing and costs $3 a month. Twitter Blue will include an undo tweets feature and bookmark collections. Big whoop. Some of the alleged options appeared on a Twitter survey conducted in summer 2020, which asked users about which app features they'd be willing to pay for, if any. Now, first of all, if I was part of that survey, I would say, none, have a nice day. Yeah, I'm still stuck on undo tweet because in this world of screen captures, there's no such thing as an undo tweet. I know. Somebody could tweet something, delete it immediately, and there's already you know 6,000 posts of the screen capture of it. Yeah. So I'm not sure how the undo tweet thing works. It might mean it's the same as deleting, but you're paying for it, so they're going to call it an undo. Right. I don't know how that's going to work. Oh, this is kind of interesting. SNL ratings returned to Earth. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> they hit lows with Keegan-Michael Key after Saturday Night Live's ratings rose sharply with SpaceX and Tesla CEO Elon Musk hosting a week prior. Well, they dropped back to pre-Musk levels the very next week. And most people going, is that still on the air even? I mean, they really suck. It's a such it's such a bad attempt at any kind of humor anymore. But at least I tuned in, as did a lot of people, obviously, because they had a, a a ratings extravaganza with Elon Musk. And he was very stiff and and your typical billionaire, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't need to be here. I don't need to be doing this. But he was funny in a couple of situations. I thought that was funny. But then the very next week, plummeted back to normal. Yeah, but apparently during his appearance, the ratings went up, but digital currency went down. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Elon, because I had bought some Dogecoin. And then during one particular skit on their weekend update nonsense, uh, they were saying, so basically it's just, uh, what it wasn't, it wasn't a scam. I forgot the word they used. Um, so basically it's like just a scam or a fad or whatever. And he agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Mm-hmm. So the cryptocurrency went down. Boy, not as down, not as far down as as Bitcoin, though. Yeah. It was like fifty seven thousand just a week or so ago, and then it was at forty thousand. And I, that's too rich for my blood. But I have a fraction of a Bitcoin that I bought at less than that amount, considerably less, like hundred bucks, just to say I had some Bitcoin, or in this case, a very tiny piece a bit, of a bit of a bitcoin a bit of a bitcoin yes <laughs> a bit of a coin 
But there was that, at least. Speaking of social media and paying, uh, Facebook reportedly plans to expand its paid online events product by offering a pay-per-view option for sports leagues to air games on the social network. Hmm. It envisions the tool being used by high school sports teams and smaller leagues to sell virtual tickets to events and keep the profits. The social network launched its paid online events product last summer, inviting some people running Facebook pages to use tools designed to create, promote, host, and monetize virtual live events. Since launch, event hosts have received 100% of revenue from ticket sales through Facebook Pay. However, that's set to expire in August, after which Facebook, of course, might take a cut. Might. Uh, They will take a cut. Yeah, and Facebook is reportedly targeting smaller leagues and sports events since the top sports leagues, such as NFL and NBA, are restricted by broadcast media rights. Interesting. Speaking of Facebook, Fridays from now through July 16th are live shopping Fridays on Facebook. Oh, joy. (laughs) As the social network will feature live stream shopping experiences with brands in beauty, fashion, and skincare wellness. Have you been seeing as many stupid ads through in your Facebook feed as I have for you know, things you might like in Facebook shop? Yeah. And I keep hitting close and hide hide this ad. And mm-hmm. thank you for your input. We'll take that into consideration or whatever they say. And, and then they, never they, do. they serve them up again anyway. Yeah. But this particular series is organized into three rotating categories. Glow up, new, I'm sorry, glow up, new fashion finds, and self-care spotlight. And planning to focus on seasonal must-haves. Oh, boy. (laughs) The events are meant to encourage larger brands to try out live shopping as a medium, as well as generally raise awareness about live shopping on Facebook among consumers. Hmm. Are you going to jump on that? No. No? No. Anybody listening going to be live shopping on Fridays from now through mid-July? If you are, do share with us why. (laughs) <laughs> and what you plan to do. I mean, maybe glow up new fashion trends and self-care are things you're into, in which case that's wonderful. But really, I, I wouldn't give any credence to Facebook doing it. Yeah. On the heels of uh, AT&T's surprise announcement that they're unloading their Warner Media assets, HBO Max's cheaper ad-supported tier, they announced, will cost $10 a month and launch in the first week of June. Uh, simply called HBO Max with ads... Name. <laughs> well, that boy, that took a lot of marketing thought. <laughs> yeah, the company said that it would have the least amount of commercials of all ad-based streaming services. Are they going to put commercials in the middle of movies? I don't know. Maybe. Jeez. Um, and they say that it would include unconventional ad formats, like ads that show up when you pause whatever you're watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Which Hulu well, but that's that okay because if you do that, you've paused it for a reason. Someone's at the door. The phone rings. You're going to go to the bathroom. You're going to go to the kitchen. What do you care if an ad's there when you're not paying any attention? That's yeah. that's wonderful. <laughs> but don't interrupt a show with an ad. Yeah. But now when AT&T takes away your free HBO Max, would you pay $10 a month for their ad-supported tier? No. No. Yeah. Especially because it's a stupid name, yeah. HBO Max with ads. Hey, but in case you're worried about some of the big tech companies not making enough money from you, Twitter posted a solid year-over-year revenue gain of 28% in the first quarter of 2021 to $1.04 billion from a measly $808 million last year, crediting a March surge in brand advertising on its platform. Along with accelerating growth in mobile application promotion revenue, 
The anti-social media platform said its number of logged-in users known as, get this, this is what we're known as, monetizable daily active users. Yeah. So we're not just a user or a Twitter user or otherwise. We're a uh, monetizable daily active user. Stood at 199 million for the quarter, which was up 7 million users compared to the fourth quarter that ended with only 192 million. Now, in case you're worried about Amazon, because they're another big tech company, they released a new data point. More than 175 million prime members like you, Chris, have streamed TV shows and movies in the past year. 192 million prime users. Comcast, which includes NBC, Universal Pictures, several theme parks, and the ever-so-exciting, not, Peacock streaming service, beat Wall Street's expectations in its first quarter earnings report as it continued to shift its emphasis from cable to digital. At the end of March, Comcast had 42 million signups to the streaming platform Peacock, a jump of 9 million. Peacock, as I've seen it so far, and I've not really watched anything on it, is all mostly, not all, but mostly just old TV shows. Well, I get Peacock Plus free with my Comcast internet service at home. Ooh. I have not watched one second of it. <laughs> they even sent me a, the free uh, Flex streaming box that I, I hooked up once to see what it was. It was crap. I put it in a drawer, and it's still sitting in the drawer in my living room. You got a, something free from Comcast? But your... as you can see, it was something free that's useless. Oh. So that's all they give you for Tip- free is typical. things that are useless. Yeah. What do you think? 800-899-INTO. Join us at intotomorrow.com. Click that Ask Dave button and tell us what you think. Again, at intotomorrow.com. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. This is Into Tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. Here's another little tech tidbit that you can chat about around the office and or home water cooler. Since the launch of the popular mobile game Candy Crush way back in 2012, players have spent a total of 73 billion hours. That's equivalent to 8.3 million years playing the Candy Crush game. That's sad. It is sad. I am Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. Starting your own podcast is easy. Just go to Blueberry.com and get your free trial. That's Blueberry without the E's. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Stanley in Oakland, Mississippi, listens on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, Stanley. Ah, Dan, all my cell phones is disgusting. It's so low, I can't even update my computer. I have a few other options in this area, but I'm not crazy about them. Is there any way to boost the data coming to my phone? Or I don't, you know, it just comes straight to my phone, so I don't have any other equipment up to it. Wow. Well, Stanley, in terms of speed, there can be two culprits the signal strength and, of course, your service provider. Do you have full bars when you attempt this download? If you don't, 
A booster like the ones provided by companies like WeBoost and SureCall can improve your signal by giving a much larger antenna to pick up the signal that you can mount outside or even inside your home wherever you get the best coverage. Now, the rest of the system is made up of a repeater that looks kind of like a Wi-Fi router that will put out that boosted cell signal. Now, if your bars are already full, then you may be getting throttled by your phone company, unfortunately. Yeah, and there's usually two cases for throttling. If you're a heavy user, which you may be if you're downloading operating system updates through your phone, uh, OS updates are not small. Um, And if you're using a cheaper plan through companies that specialize in leasing bandwidth from bigger, more expensive service providers with lower network priority than those big companies offer their direct clients. In either case, the solution is the same. You'll need to switch plans to something that offers a more full-speed tethered data or just better speeds in general. Yeah, or maybe even change carriers if you can. I mean, if it turns out that, you know, talk to your friends and family in the area, see if they have any better coverage on a different carrier. Let's say you're on Verizon and maybe others are on T-Mobile and say, I have no problem. And you might try that or try downloading what you need on their phone in the same area. And see if it works better. Yeah, if you're not on AT&T, T-Mobile, or Sprint, or Verizon, then you're not on one of the main carriers. You're yeah. on a one of the, we talked about this in, in the previous hour, mm-hmm. one of the MVNOs, basically a carrier that, that uses their towers but have a much lower priority. So your speeds won't be as good as, as those three carriers. Yeah, Cause, because Sprint, of course, is now part of T-Mobile, right. so it, it is only three carriers. Uh, but, Stanley, let us know if our input helped, we hope. And if not, we'll do a little more digging for you, and we'll get to the bottom of it as best we can. Here's an email from Robert. See, this is one of the problems when you send just an email. We don't know where you're sending the email from or how you hear the show, but at least we got a name, Robert. He says, my broadband company utilizes Plume products with their service. Plume appears to be a subscription offering with no opportunity to purchase outright without an ongoing monthly fee. I'm hesitant to rent and pay forever if I can purchase an equal or better product. I would appreciate your thoughts on suitable alternatives. Well, Robert, if you're using just Plume hardware, then you can try something like an Orbi or Euro or Eero. I guess it's Eero, Eero, E-E-R-O, yeah, an Eero router. But if you're using their services, you won't really find any alternative that doesn't require a monthly fee. Yeah, Plume seems to not just provide the whole home Wi-Fi, but also tie in with support systems to let them diagnose how each device is working remotely to avoid house calls. That service won't scale well without a reliable back end, and those reliable back ends have variable costs that better align to licenses than they do to one-time purchases. In other words, if you stop buying devices this month, they'll still have to pay for their back end next month, so they'll want to make sure that you never cost them but don't pay them. Yeah, that's true. Now, it looks like Plume also offers analytics to better understand what types of the devices your clients use which is a pretty typical pay us and we'll give you analytics that you need kind of case. Yeah, your only options here would be to weigh the cost of building an alternative versus continuing to pay the license. But there's very unlikely to be a better deal than what you're getting now since you'd be forced to run a parallel business to your own. Yeah, it doesn't sound like an easy fix, though. Sorry, Robert. Let us know and we'll do, as I say, a little more digging for you. See if we can't get more details and more help to you. Intotomorrow.com is where we'd sure love to see you. And be sure and check out all of our videos there as well, including Chris's This Week in Tech History videos every week. Again, at intotomorrow.com. Do you 
take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. The Into Tomorrow website is lonely for your visit. So please join us anytime at your convenience. Bookmark us. That would be sweet. At intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text the word radio to 35000. Again, text the word radio to 35000. Greg in Manchester, Tennessee listens online. Hello there. My question is for this New Edge browser. Um, I got a notification on my computer. I need to update the, my Internet Explorer browser. So anyway, I'm just wanting to know more of what you know about the Edge browser. If it, why is it better? Well, Greg, once upon a time, IE accounted for about 95% of the traffic websites you'll see. That's Internet Explorer, of course. These days, as you're experiencing, even Microsoft wants out of it. <laughs> they want nothing to do with it. Microsoft is still supporting IE at the moment, at least until June 15th of next year. But they're not really keeping it updated to where it can compete with modern browsers, i.e. doesn't support many standards that every other browser does. So it's not rare to run into pages that just will not work using Internet Explorer. Yeah, most sites, but also web-based services, are not bothering to support IE anymore because the user base is understood to have shrunk to pretty small levels, but also because it's genuinely expensive to still support it. That lack of compatibility with modern standards means that some things that work for every other browser will not work with Internet Explorer, and it might add to lots of brittle workarounds or even duplicate features. Edge, on the other hand, is reskinned Chromium, the engine that Google's Chrome uses. Chrome is the current standard browser on computers and the one that has the most widespread support. That means that switching over to Edge will pretty much guarantee that most sites around the world will work with your computer. Yeah, and we've been saying since it came out that since Edge uses Chrome or Chromium, just use Google Chrome. Yeah, it's and, free, and it's and it's far better, I think, than Edge. Well, and it's by far the, the most popular browser there is. Yeah. There you go. That and Firefox, so those are my, still my two main ones. Now, at the moment, if you want to stick with IE11, you should be good. It's still getting some security updates, but your overall online experience 
will be worse and worse and worse as you go. Yeah, and, I, and I think I read recently that as of August of this year, a lot of Microsoft's own online services, uh, Office 365, will not work with uh, IE 11 anymore ah, either. So see, all the more reason, abandon ship. You know, save all your bookmarks if they're important to you and you want to move them over to Edge or even better, Google Chrome or Firefox. Um, if you're on a Mac, Safari, I'm told, works really well. More details for you at intotomorrow.com.